0: Occasionally, there'll be a kid sitting by themselves and kids will walk over and go, hey, come sit at our table. And that's that's a big thing to me.
1: Iowa principal Janet Behrens created a program called No Phone New Friends Friday and is changing the culture at her school for the better. She's our guest on this episode of Win This Year.
0: Drugs and alcohol,
1: bullying, unhealthy relationships, depression, internet
0: safety, substance use, body image,
1: self-injury, suicide,
0: anxiety,
1: social media, kids, preteens, parenting, middle school,
0: high school, adolescents,
1: teens, coping skills,
0: self-care, relationships, strategies, life skills, prevention,
1: solutions, hope, hope, leadership, insight, information, inspiration. You're listening to Win This Year, the official podcast of Not My Kid, a prevention nonprofit focused on inspiring positive life choices by helping kids, parents, families, and those who work with youth. Informative, interesting, inspiring. Win This Year. Welcome to Win This Year. I'm Shane Watson, public information officer and prevention specialist for Not My Kid, 33-year veteran of the education field, principal, and school culture changer Janet Behrens joins us today. But first, win this year is brought to you by First Check. First Check home drug tests help you protect loved ones from the risks of drug abuse. First Check is the number one pharmacist-recommended brand. It detects up to 14 illicit and prescription drugs and provides over 99% accurate, easy-to-read results in just five minutes, all in the privacy of your home. Go to FirstCheckFamily.com and use code WINTHISYEAR to save on your order. Janet Behrens is the principal of Iowa Valley Junior Senior High School and the originator of a new school program that's received a lot of attention recently. She joins us now via phone. Janet, welcome and thank you for sharing your time with us.
0: Thank you and thank you for having me.
1: How long have you been in the field of education, and how and why did you get started?
0: Well, I've been in the field of education for thirty three years. Wow. Um, i I would say that just from my high school days and um, some of the teachers and coaches I had were probably um, what inspired me to become a teacher. Uh, I started off in physical education, I was in physical education for twenty nine years um, in various actually states. And then I um, actually returned to Iowa four years ago. The first two years that I was here, I did—I uh, was a biology teacher. And then these are the last two years. I've been the principal here at the junior senior high.
1: During those thirty-three years that you've been in education, how has technology changed the lives of students? What have you observed as far as new benefits and new challenges?
0: Well, overall it it's it's been a, a absolutely you know it's a positive. Um, but at the same time with all positives, you're gonna find things that eventually can be negatives. And one of the things I feel from a, a educator for thirty three years is the fact that we're losing that human to human interaction and we're also losing the ability to do things and be able to think um, when technology isn't there, Um, being able to have good penmanship, uh, being able to figure out where we're going without a GPS. Um, And those are still skills that are necessary, even though technology is a great thing.
1: Absolutely. You recently began a really interesting program at your school called No Phone New Friends Friday. What was the motivation for creating that program?
0: Well, part of it, um, part of it was just when you when I spent the year last year uh, supervising in the lunchroom. You know, the kids want to have be able to have their phones, and, and in most classes, um, our teachers, unless it's for an educational purposes, they're not allowed to have them, and so we gave them that time that was their free time to be on their phones and to use their phones. But yet when I walk through the lunchroom, I see groups of friends sitting together. No one's talking and all they're doing is looking at their phone five days a week, every single day for 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, yeah, technology is good this is also an opportunity to talk and have a conversation and which is a a critical skill in, in our society that we're losing. And so last year I kind of threw it out that I was thinking about it with our student council uh, and they were kind of like, but you're going to present it, right? Like you don't want us to do it. I'm like, no, it's my idea. Yeah. I, I would be the one that would implement it and present it to the student body. And so when we got ready to start the school year, we did our first, um, you know, new school year assembly where I meet with the kids, talk about any changes that have made, um, some crazy ideas that have come across my head in the summer months that I would like to implement, and that was one of them. And so that's where it originated from. Um, I would also say that I was a basketball coach, and I still am, but I was for years and we used to travel with our team and we would take trips from, we were in Southern Illinois and we would go to Colorado or we would go to Florida to play basketball. And one of the rules we had when we traveled was when we were in the car, you didn't use your, you didn't get to be on your phone because we were going through beautiful country and scenery and that was a time for them to see it and, and take it all in and to get to know their teammates. And then, of course, anytime we stopped to eat dinner as a team, you weren't allowed to sit it in a restaurant on your phone. And so that, that's kind of always been a thing for me, um, coaching. And then I was watching students. It's like, why can't we do that here at school um, one day a week? And so that's, that's the, in a nutshell, how it all originated.
1: How does No Phone New Friends Friday work? What are the guidelines?
0: Well, the guidelines are, first of all, you need to know we're a very small school. Um, my enrollment, grades seven through twelve, is is about two hundred and forty kids. So we've got thirty five to forty in a class, and these kids have gone together, gone to school together since kindergarten. So the fact, the the option, the possibility of them sitting down at a table and sitting with a complete stranger is probably not going to happen. So to me, that was a perfect opportunity. While you may not be close friends with somebody, you do know who they are. And it's okay to get to know someone that you don't know very well. So we have 16 different tables in our cafeteria, and on Friday we color-code those tables. So there's a blue, red, whatever. And I ran off and laminated six cards for each table. And when the kids come in, it's a random draw, and that's the table that you sit at on that day. Um, Sometimes you get to land with a friend. Sometimes you get to land with kids that you know very well. And sometimes you land with a kid that you might not have ever talked to in the school, but you know who they are. And we put some conversation starters out there. Sometimes we ask opinions about different activities in school. We ask for ideas. Um, we put put some riddles or what would you do or what would you rather uh, questions out there. So if you struggle with conversation, there's a place to go to to get that conversation started. And so that's how it works.
1: I love it. Now, in the era that we live in, this was a pretty bold move. When you first announced the program, what was the response like? And was there any reluctance or resistance from students?
0: Um, you know, fortunately, I've been in the building now. This is my fourth year in the building. So the kids know me. Um, they also know that I have high expectations and kids want expectations whether you think they do or not, they do, they want to be held accountable for things. And, you know, at first there were some of them were like, Oh, she's not really going to do that. And even some of my staff was like, I don't know how that's going to go. And we did it. And. The junior high, I would say, were the most awkward the first couple times because junior high kids are still kind of crossing between that immaturity, maturity age, you know, and it's like, well, oh, it's a girl. I don't want to talk to a girl. Girls want to talk to boys. Um, but the conversation starters helped them. Um, I think what really probably was the biggest selling factor in the whole thing is that I have a faculty and a staff at, that is 100 percent supportive and behind me. And if I don't have them, nothing I try is going to work. And that to me was huge. Um, because they, they sit in there and they don't have to come, but they do. They join the kids. They'll sit randomly with a different table. Um, and so after the first couple weeks, was it a little bit of a, you know, it's like, oh, Mrs. Burns, we don't want to do this. Now there's not a word it's just one of our expectations and it's one of the things we do and if i would have taken the first two weeks and said yeah they don't like it i'm going to give up but one thing i've told them is you can be as stubborn as you can possibly be but you'll never beat me in that department <laughs> <laughs> you know ask my mother she'll tell you the same thing but um and so that's how that's how i think it it, it was sold is it i have a great staff and they make they make my job easier, and they make my job fun.
1: That's fantastic. And I love the fact that when it wasn't necessarily easy right off the bat that you didn't give in, you did stick with it, you did persist, and it seems like it's paying off. What positive effects have you seen come from the program and how have things possibly changed for the better now that it's been in place?
0: Well, I think, you know, anytime you um – you know, you you go in things, and I've had kids who said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty introverted, or I don't like to, and I'm like, I understand that. But you're going to be in a position that's harder than this someday. You're going to interview for a job, maybe in front of a committee that you don't know anything about. Think back to how you got through this, and let that help you get through the next thing. Um, and so I think kids are understanding that. I think that kids have, you know, one of the things I've heard kids say is, you know, I never would have sat with anyone else just because, and now that is something that they're just like, okay with. Uh, Another thing that I've seen, and I really um, think has a lot to do with it is occasionally there'll be a kid sitting by themselves and kids will walk over and go, Hey, come sit at our table. And that never would have happened a year ago. You know, we don't, we don't have kids sitting by themselves. Um, and that's, that's a big thing to me. Um, you know, I think that now when they see kids in the hallway, you hear more hellos. You hear more people asking how you are. Um, and I think you treat people just a little bit better when you know them. You know, you might know a little bit more about them.
1: It sounds like a far more connected student body. What are some of the positive uh, comments that you've heard from students regarding No Phone New Friends Friday?
0: That that probably be it. You know, it's like I feel like I know more kids now. Um, I feel like, I, you know, people that I didn't know, I, I'm not afraid to say hi to or, you know, birthdays, prime example. I hand every kid a, a handwritten birthday card with a little Debbie birthday snack every time there's a birthday. But now those kids, and I announced their birthday, and now they see those kids and they know who those kids are. And they probably get more happy birthdays in a day than they ever would have before. Um, you know, things like that. Accomplishments that they have in speech or drama, or hey, I saw you in the play, where they would have never mentioned that before. Um, So, those are things that I think, you know, they're learning how to laugh. They're learning how to find humor in each other. Um, And while I can't say, like, necessarily my discipline um, has decreased because I don't have a lot, which is a good thing, um, but it certainly hasn't increased. I haven't had anybody have a revolt. I have had nobody refuse to, to come. Um, you, know, I've, you know, there's been occasional comments somewhere where it's like, I would have never gone to lunch. You have to come to lunch. You don't have to eat, but you have to come to lunch. You have to come to the lunchroom for 23 minutes, and you have to sit in there and get to know somebody. And I don't think there's anything wrong with getting to know someone that you might not know.
1: Definitely. It sounds like you're regaining a lot of things that societally we are losing or have lost, and especially at the junior high, high school level. What would your suggestion be to other school administrators who would like to implement a similar program in their schools?
0: You know, the thing I I would say is do it at the beginning of the year. Um, When the kids come in and they expect new things and they expect changes, Um, you might even, you know, let them know that it's going to happen as you end up this year um, or, or at the semester, maybe, maybe there are schools that, you know, try new things the semester. Um, <clears throat> get a group of kids. Like I, I talked about it with the student council, you know, a year, the year prior to, and kind of got a feel for it. Um, and, and what their take was on it. And it, I felt it was positive. So that was, you know, something good. Um, you know, I, that that's a, a one little, little thing, you know, like I think I mentioned, um, students and their penmanship and that that's a a issue in today's society and no fault of our kids but our kids can go through an entire day sometimes and hardly have to pick up a pen or pencil because of technology but yet it's still an important skill that goes away if you don't practice it and it it gets to where you you know they're in they're not legible um And when we're taking, you know, we're writing essays and we're doing things where you have to do that, we struggle. And that was another little quick thing that we put in this year. At the beginning of second hour, we have an inspirational quote and we practice our handwriting for 30 seconds every day. It's just simple. And again, if I don't have a faculty to buy in, it doesn't happen.
1: That makes all Um, the difference in the world.
0: It does. It, It truly does, you know. And when I threw it out there... Um, the teachers were like, hey, we'll try it, you know? And then it was funny because when we when I was, as I was walking through the hallway the first couple of days that we were doing it, I have kids saying, uh, how do you make a cursive T again? Or how do you make a cursive... They don't have to do it anymore so they've, they've lost it. That's... And so here we are back, you know, reminding, how do you make this? And how do you make your own signature?
1: And that's an because important one.
0: It is important. And so at the end of every week they sign their signature at the bottom of their page.
1: I really like the fact that you mentioned, you know, when you were going to be implementing this that you sat down with the with the student leadership. And that sets such a collaborative tone which is so important because it kind of gives the kids at least partial ownership of the program and therefore you're getting more buy-in from them and I think that that was a really wise move on your part.
0: Mhm. Oh yeah. You know, that's I want my kids to want to be here, and I want my kids to, to love the school they're in. Um, you know, and, and I, I know we're talking about no phones, new friends, but, you know, here, here's another thing that I think has just truly changed the culture of our building. We started last year, it's called Trick or Treat with Tigers, and we decorate our hallways for Halloween, and we do trick or treat at the classrooms. And we do themes, and we play Halloween music, and we open it up to our community. And they bring the kids through. And it's a safe place. It's a warm place. It's a an opportunity for our kids to give back to the community. We started it last year. We had 300 little kids trick-or-treat. In a community that our, our total population is 2,000. So 300 kids come through, little kids. This year we had 444. Oh, wow. And our kids are, like, totally bought into like this day and to watch them just take ownership and like, oh, look at how cool our hallways look and look at this and to see the comments after the fact from people that have been through there, you know, Um, that changes the culture of your building because it's, there's just as much education in that activity as there is in anything else we do.
1: You're preparing them for life. It's it's being able to connect with other human beings. Exactly. I, I love the fact that, you're, what you're doing, the efforts that you're making in your school is making to improve what sounds like an already positive culture and climate goes beyond no phones, new friends Friday. And you're, you've already named multiple other things that you're incorporating. And if you can make that, I don't need to tell you as a 33 year educator if you can make <laughs> that environment that positive a culture, that makes kids want to come to school and that completely changes the whole game.
0: It does. You know, it really does. And, um, you know, I, I got my administrative degree in 2005 and really had no intention of using it. Um, I was one of those people, that's like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to get a master's. I mean, I'm going to do it in administration. Um, I really don't, I, I was so involved in the coaching aspect of things that I didn't think I would ever use it. And then I got here and I was kind of asked to apply for it. Um, and I kind of look at it as I'm just the head coach of a, a bigger team with a lot more assistant coaches in my faculty and my staff. And our players are every kid in the building, and so, um, yeah, my job is to make sure that I send them out their last day here re- well-rounded, not just academically, but socially and emotionally, and uh, knowing how to give back to the community and knowing how to um, make make a positive. You know, every day we we talk about that. Um, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours.
1: As someone who has been in prevention for seven years, I love hearing this because a lot of the topics that we do prevention education on here at Not My Kid, whether it's substance use, bullying, depression, things like that, unhealthy relationships – One of those risk factors for kids that makes kids more likely or more at risk to engage in those behaviors is an unhealthy school climate or unhealthy school culture. What you are doing are some of those huge preventative measures that not only impact academics, not only impact school culture, but it reduces the likelihood that kids are going to engage in the very types of things that our organization is attempting to prevent. So I I absolutely, I, I applaud you for what you're doing and for what your school is doing as well. Anything else that you would like to add?
0: Um you know, no, I you know, I I, I want people to understand like I I have fun in my building, but there's there's nobody in this building that would tell you that I don't have high expectations. Um you know I don't I don't lower my standards and my standards are high. Um for instance, you know, we get ready, we do our parent teacher conferences. And I know people all the time, and I remember this even as an educator when I was teaching, you know, how do you get parents in the building? How do you get your parents in the building? And so we do our parent-teacher conferences at midterm, and we do them four times a year. And it is, it is required of my faculty that if you have a student in your class with a DRF at midterm, you are required to send an email to every parent that your child has a DRF, encouraging them to come in, sit down and let's make out a plan together that we can help your kid salvage this quarter. And in every email that they send, I have to be caught either C-seed or B-seed in it. So I know they're sent. And our turnaround for the number of people that are in our building now reaching out to our, our teachers is incredible. And I think it all has to do with the fact that they send those emails and i've had in the 2 years we've done it the parents said well i got an email from my child's teacher and it said that they were you know struggling here or struggling there and if they've got two or three d's or you know two d's and an f they're getting three emails so it's important that you come and you reach out and if they can't come that night all of our teachers say call me email me we'll set up a different time um and you know that there's a there's a way to change and get your parents in because it's worked for us.
1: Once again, creating connection and creating change. Janet Behrens is the principal of Iowa Valley Junior Senior High School, once again the originator of No Phones New Friends Friday. Janet, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thank you for being on Win this year.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And as always on Win This Year, we want to give you three resources. If you are struggling with thoughts of suicide or you are helping someone who is, there is help, there is hope, there are resources available. Number one is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can reach them by calling 1-800-273-8255. That spells out 1-800-273-TALK. Teen Lifeline can be reached at 1-800-248-8336. That spells out 1-800-248-TEEN, T-E-E-N. And the Crisis Text Line can be reached by texting the word LISTEN to 741741. If you are going through a difficult experience, I want to encourage you. There is hope. Things can get better, but it is important to reach out and to ask for help. And for those of you who are noticing someone who is struggling, it is important that we reach out and we help them that we start the conversation and we let them know we care and we will help. Thanks once again to our guest, Janet Behrens. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy Win This Year, please be sure to subscribe, share, and spread the word. Win This Year can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and nearly every other mainstream podcast outlet. If you have questions or concerns would like to suggest a guest or a topic for a future episode, email us at win this year at notmykid.org. Win this year at notmykid.org. As always, all links mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes along with all the links for Not My Kid's social media. I'm Shane Watson, public information officer and prevention specialist for Not My Kid. Thank you again for listening to Win this year.